and welcome to the first episode of Morbidly Deceased in 2020. Um, I'm your host, JT McCallum. I'm Evan Delworth. And uh, we are pretty stressed out. <laughs> uh, we, we just bought, uh, well, Evan just got a, a new microphone, so now we're hoping to sound a little bit better. Um, but uh, we just spent the last, what would you say, half an hour? <laughs> Probably a half hour. Just trying to figure this <laughs> shit out. Um, yeah, so if our audio isn't that great this time, um, I promise it will be better next time. We just got to figure shit out. But we were starting to run out of time, and we want to get the episode in. So, uh, yeah, that's that's why uh, it might sound great or it might sound terrible. We'll figure out after we finish recording this. Um, but, yeah. Um, anyways, so uh, how was Christmas? Christmas was good. Good. Um, yeah, kids were happy. Good. I was pretty happy with what I got. I got a, a new mic. Yes. Yeah. Um, pick some stuff up on Boxing Day and all that fun shit that you do around Christmas. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, things were pretty good for Christmas. Um, we bought my girlfriend a Switch, oh, a Switch Lite, so now we have Friday the Thirteenth to play with together oh, and stuff. So yeah, it's that's been a lot of fun. Um, uh, I got um, some horror shirts. Um, I bought her a lot of horror stuff because she asked for graphic tees and stuff for Christmas. So I'm like, here's a Shining shirt, here's a Nightmare on Elm Street shirt and all the shit, right? So um, so that was fun. Um, yeah, I, I had a really good Christmas. There was a, a, I bought or I got a couple of uh, Stephen King books and stuff, so everything was... was yeah, everything was pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Um, uh, before we broke for the, the new year, um, you and I suggested that the audience... First of all, uh, subscribes to Shutter, and then secondly, they watch uh, the Smoke and Mirrors documentary. Yes. Um, since then, I, I started it when it first came out, and then um, took a break from it because Christmas and New Year's and all this shit, and everyone was super busy. Um, but then, yeah, I, I just got around to finishing it today, and I understand you started it and I finished it today. Just watched it before you came over so we could record this. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, there's been a couple of people that have. Um, Rob Galuzzo actually is he's like he's like it's such a shitty documentary yeah. and he wanted to make a complete re he wanted um he wanted them to like re yeah he re-edit it and, and reshoot a bunch of it um yeah so he's uh he's taking a pretty hard stance against it um what did you think of it I I actually really enjoyed it right um, I thought it was fun it was fun to see some of the people in there I mean Doug Bradley pretty much opens up the show, and I was like, "Holy shit!" There's yeah. Pinhead. Yeah, exactly. Savini. Right. And then just hearing about shit about his life, and mm-hmm. then um, just talking about his movies and some shit I didn't know about before. Right. It was. It was. I think it was well put together. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely went into more of um, his life than we've ever seen before, yeah, like his past life, and like you find out why he stopped doing. Um, work on films and shit because yeah. like he said like sculpting's too hard on his hands and yeah. he can't use his hands when he sculpts I'm right. like fuck holy shit I didn't know that yeah exactly so you find out about that and I'm like oh okay well that makes perfect sense but then yeah. he still goes on to be like yeah I still pretty much oversee some movies here and there and I'm like okay well at least you're still in the game yeah for sure so yeah it was it was fun to watch yeah and I mean like we just lost Sid Hag a couple months ago, yeah, so to he see was in him it, yeah. talking it was really fun, and yeah. I mean, of course, Romero. Yeah, there wasn't as much Romero in it as I thought no, there was going to be, was considering how much they sweet. worked together, right? Yeah, and I mean, even seeing him in there, and it's like, whatever interview or whenever that was filmed, he's so much healthier looking and everything. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit! And I was like, man, that that's crazy. Yeah, it yeah, it was just like, oh fuck. Um. Yeah, I, I, I like the documentary a lot. Um, it definitely felt more fan-made than actual, like, legitimate, if oh, you know yeah, what I mean. No. Um, like, there was, like, text that would come up and, like, describe something, and then I'd kind of, like, jump around, and I know it was meant to look like an old-style movie, but, like, it did not work for no, me yeah. with, with the context of the rest of it. Um, it got better as it went along. Uh, like, I felt that it started out, and it felt very choppy. Like, it felt oh, like they just grabbed, like, YouTube clips and stuff, and yeah. like, it was, like, as if someone just literally went on youtube and just found clips of tom savini and then edited like this documentary together you know what i mean yeah um but then you know halfway into it it started getting better um uh i didn't know that um 
that he hated working on Night of the Living Dead 90. Oh, yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting to, to hear about. With the He was going through a divorce yeah, two was, weeks uh, into it. It doesn't... Whatever he was going through, like the divorce and stuff, yeah. it does not affect the movie whatsoever. Right. You can't like tell he was going through some hardship or whatever because like the movie's pretty damn near perfect to me. I mean, besides the MPAA <laughs> fucking with shit. Right. They always do that. But no, yeah, of course. <laughs> when you find out about it, I'm like, holy fuck, it, you can't tell at all because it doesn't affect the final product whatsoever. Right. And it was... Yeah. I still love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, love that movie I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah, um, I remember um, not being a huge fan. When I first saw uh, the original, um, I wasn't a huge fan of it. So then I was like, oh shit, Tom Savini directed the remake. So I checked that out like right away. So I think I've actually seen 90 more times than I've seen 68, oh, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, I like that movie. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Man, Tony Todd as Ben is probably one of the greatest casting decisions anybody's ever made for him yeah because he nails it on the head and i mean even when you watch there's a featurette on the dvd and the blu-ray um tom savini's talking about tony todd like reading and he goes outside for five or ten minutes and then comes back in and he's saying like tony todd's like crying and he's going on with his lines and he's like yeah that's it like that's who's playing ben and yeah like, holy fuck that's crazy and then when you watch the movie and he's sitting there and he's talking to barbara and he's, he's like, you gotta hit him in the head. And you just see tears, like, rolling down his face. I was like, man, that's acting right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking so good. Um, I, th- I did tell you my Tony Todd story, but did I ever tell it on the podcast? I don't... Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Did I? Maybe... The first episode? One or two, yeah. How... We've done, like, four episodes. How do we not know? <laughs> know. Like, can you imagine being at, like, episode 100 and being like, have we talked about this? But, like, we're episode four, and I'm like, have I mentioned this one story that... Oh, yeah. Man. That, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so other than that, um, have you watched anything on like over the the break? Um, yeah, I watched Three from Hell. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, utter garbage. Yeah, I heard I, some pretty oh, mixed fuck. reviews. It's like it's a Rob Zombie movie, and it's got all the swearing and all the unnecessary like just bullshit dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's that, but it's, like, times ten, and it makes it worse. Really? But, like, the violence is all there. The right. violence is top-notch, but everything else, I'm like, fuck. Oh, this Jesus. movie is, is absolutely horrible. Right. Like, I don't like it at all. Oh, my God, really? But there were some kills where I was like, all right. And it was cool to see Sid Hag in it. Yeah. And they kind of, like, spoiler alert, like, kind of kill off his character. Interesting, because okay. Because he was so sick. And yeah. Like, you know, he was... Are you a fan of, um... House of a Thousand Corpses and, and Devil's I liked, Rejects. I liked House, but I think Devil's Rejects is my favorite one. Okay. Um, I don't know. There's just something to it. House is a lot slower. Right. I find, even when it is bad shit crazy, like right. it's still going at a slower pace, but Devil's Rejects is just like zero to 100. Right. <laughs> Pretty much throughout the whole movie. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It just got really crazy. Yeah, that's that's what I, I heard. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I have no idea. What <laughs> right. Um, yeah, what you were talking about with the swearing. I remember um, my dad and I actually, like, won free, free passes to go see um, his Halloween, like, a day or two early before it came out. Oh, and uh, we were watching it because I was a huge Halloween fan. Like, I would... I was as excited for Rob Zombie's Halloween as I was excited for Force Awakens. Like, I was, like, that was, like, my peak excitement because I loved Halloween so much. And, like, Daniel Harris was going to be in it. And I'm, like, oh, this is going to be the greatest movie of all time. Um, And then we go to see it. And um, I was going to take my – it was the day before because the next day I had already made plans with two of my friends for my birthday party to go and see it because my birthday is in August. And that came out August 31st. Don't ask me why the fuck I remember that. And Halloween 2 came out August 28th. Don't ask me why the fuck I remember that because I have no idea. This is the shit I remember. Um, Anyways, and – and we, we were sitting in the, in the movie theater, and then, like, the movie starts, and, and the um, Kiss's song, God of Thunder, opens, and my dad and I are huge Kiss fans. We're like, oh, this movie's going to be fucking great. Michael Myers is wearing a Kiss shirt. We're like, the fuck? This movie's awesome. And then it cuts to the family eating breakfast. Yeah. And then he's talking about purging snork all over them flappy-ass tits. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then when yeah. he starts screaming, and then he's like, 
I'm gonna skull fuck the shit out of you. Right. My dad leans over to me. He's like, if this doesn't stop in five minutes, we're leaving. <laughs> and I'm like, we're not leaving. I'm like, I understand. And uh, so eventually, I mean, anyone who's seen that movie knows it gets worse, like with the swearing. And, and we walked out of the movie. My dad goes, I need to take a shower. Like, I just feel disgusting after yeah, watching that really movie. Bad. And yeah. like, I understand, that, like, it is a bit more realistic, like, yeah, living in that kind of maybe lifestyle or right. that type of family would, like, really fuck with you, but right. it's just, like, it's over the top. Oh, for sure. It's way too Oh, my much. God, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, I know. Ugh. That's the, that's my biggest problem. Like, I, um, he had that other movie, like, 31 and Lords of Salem and stuff, and, like, I am, like, those, like, looked better, yeah. and, like, even how, his version of Halloween 2, when I watched it, I, I really hated it the first time, and I, then... Like, I've gone back... Okay, so, like, I've gone back and I've been, like... There's something that I didn't understand when I was 12 when this movie first came, right? Like, it's, like... It's definitely, like, an acquired taste movie, that one, I think. I don't know. I think it was maybe Fangoria or Room Org or something. Mm -hmm. And they said, like, this is the most original Halloween movie since the first one. And it really is, because it's just... It's get... When there's, like, that dinner scene... Yeah, and there's, like, the goblins and pumpkin people and this... Weird. Yeah. And the other thing that was really weird is like Michael only put his mask on when he killed people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. but I know there's like a whole thing with him. He didn't even want to make that movie, but the wine scenes were like, no, this is the movie you're making. And I'm pretty sure he just made it the way he did to be like, well, fine. Yeah. Fine, yeah. Fuck then. you. Yeah. If I'm going to make a Halloween movie, I'm going to just do whatever the fuck. Yeah. And then it was even weird too, because like near the end when him and Loomis are in that little like house thing out in the middle of the woods that was yeah so why would they move the myers house to the middle of the woods because that's supposed to be the myers house i have no right that makes yeah anyway but it's weird because you just hear them fighting and then you just hear michael scream die yeah oh so he just like yeah he hasn't spoken a word in 15 years but now he's in the silence now yeah he'll die at oh my god yeah it's interesting too because those movies have like theatrical cuts and then they have like regional cuts so it's like this one only this one is the american theatrical cut and this one's the canadian theatrical cut and then this one's the blu-ray and this one's the director's cut and it's like holy fuck like how many versions of this movie are there right like it's it's actually pretty crazy and i think it's like a decent amount it's like at least 20 25 minute difference right between the cuts yeah um there's one change that they made for the director's cut of um his halloween 2 where um when sheriff Brackett comes in and he sees annie on the floor it's like totally silent then they cut to home footage of daniel harris like when she was young and and that's fucking great um but that wasn't in the theatrical cut right so it's just yeah it's i like i like brad dorf yeah 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 me too i thought that he was one of the best parts of those movies um yeah. Anyways, we are not here to talk about yeah, Halloween. Yeah, we just went off on a little bit of a tangent there. <laughs> um, so speaking of uh, makeup and Savini and stuff, uh, we're going to talk today about uh, special effects and uh, monsters and all that sort of thing. Um, my So um, I've said before that um, Dawn of the Dead... So when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a filmmaker. Uh, and then I saw Dawn of the Dead, and I was like, I want to be a horror filmmaker. Even though I'd seen Halloween when I was seven, that didn't really inspire me the way that Dawn of the Dead did. And especially that documentary on the Dawn of the Dead Blu-ray uh, oh. that just shows how much fun they had. Because that movie, we can talk about it for hours, but it has such a palpable funness energy to it. Even though it's a horror movie, even though it's a thriller, even though it's an action movie, it just, everyone looks like they're having such a good time making that movie. Oh, yeah. Um and then I was like, oh my god, like I I want to make horror movies. So then, like we say, Dawn of the Dead is such a good gateway because then you get George Romero and Tom Savini and Dario Argento, and you can split off into different uh, different facets of learning about things. Um, so one of the first people that I learned about was Tom Savini, and um, there was a kind of like. Um, a documentary thing. I'm pretty sure Fangoria actually made it. It's like 35 minutes long, and um, oh, it's from yeah. the 80s, uh, just after Day of the Dead came out. I think it was. Yeah. Um, Romero's in it. Greg Nicotero's in it. Tasso Sorakis is in it. Um, and they're all talking about Tom. And then Tom's showing around his workshop and stuff like that. And he goes into a little super brief um, bit about you know uh, how he got into the business in Vietnam and all this stuff. Um, but he was my when. It, it, before I was like, oh, I want to make a horror movie, I, I got obsessed with special effects makeup. Oh, yeah. And especially with Savini. I thought that he was the coolest fucking person to ever exist. Um, did you ever go through a period where you wanted to be a special effects artist? Oh, yeah. And it's 
clearly it, like it's it's from probably dawn right and savini's work because like even watching friday the 13th mm-hmm. and i mean part four is like really effects driven oh yeah and it's all savini's work and it's like holy fuck like i want to make stuff like that like that would be so fun to be right. in a room with your friends making things like prosthetics and you know all this shit yeah and just being like, how are we going to kill somebody today? Like, yeah, no, exactly. That person? Right. Like, Holy, that would be so much fun. It would be probably stressful as fuck. Right. And it would be aggravating to like have something cut out. Right. That you wanted to do. But I still think it would be an absolute blast. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so I, I went through a period where I was, I wanted to be a makeup effects person. And I was like doing the shittiest i'm like i want to be a zombie and instead of like actually like doing anything i was just like i'm just gonna because i loved the dawn zombies so i'm like i'm just gonna paint my face gray so i use like acrylic paint and i painted my face gray i'm like i'm a zombie and i'm like well no <laughs> like i think i put like a little bit of like blood streaming down my face i'm like i'm a zombie and it looked horrible but then you know uh i started learning you know like um uh where you take um uh, liquid latex and then you take some toilet paper and you like put it on your hand and then just like cut open the latex paper a little bit um and then uh you just paint it black for the like the base of the wound and then you pour some blood on top of it and then it looks like an action and it i'm not gonna lie for a little 13 14 on me it actually looked not too bad um the first time that i met george romero um they were it was the same same day that you first time you met george romero was at the eb games event for lollipop chainsaw which i never played never bought um but uh we um um when we went well we didn't go together but uh, it was they had the zombie contest yeah um my girlfriend at the time and i did my sister up as a zombie and i'm gonna have to post pictures of it on on our facebook page because it actually looked really good and there's a we have a video on my mom's phone of when all the zombies lined up beside George to get their picture taken. My sister's placed right beside George Romero, and he looks at her and goes, "Wow, that's great!" He goes, "Who did that?" She's like, "Oh, my brother." And it's, oh, yeah, it, and I just love that video because like you can just see them like talking, and like she makes him laugh and he makes her laugh, and it's just the cutest video. Yeah. And then especially because it's about something that like I worked on, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it was just such yeah, it was just such a cool, yeah. He just like lights up. He's like, wow, that looks great. And it's, oh my God, it was so cool. That was one of the best moments of my life. Um, yeah, so I'll have to post the pictures on the on our Facebook page. But um, yeah, so um, I, oh, I've i always been interested in like makeup effects. I've never been, like I always wanted to like learn how to like mold and like make masks and stuff like oh. that. But that just sounds like a lot of work that I'm not willing to put in. But like I always wanted to learn how to do that. Yeah. I just don't think I'm talented enough, you know? It would be one thing to watch somebody do it but yeah right i don't think i would have like the time and patience sometimes because <laughs> it wouldn't go how you thought or like taking a mask out of the fucking mold and it <laughs> rips yeah like, no ex- <laughs> right exactly i don't have the patience for it but um yeah a lot of it even watching um day of the dead yeah like, how it escalated. Like, obviously, it was 78 to 85. Yeah. They don't look gray anymore. Right. They're, like, actually, like, rotting color. Right. And then some of the arm bites and the neck bites and everything is, like, holy fuck, like, it rips away. And it looks like you're yeah. a chunk of skin. Yeah. Like, the day effects are fucking, fucking great. Incredible. Um, I love... Um, I mean, this also has to do with the sound, but I love when Tasso's getting ripped apart in day, and then they grab... Is it Tasso or is it Steel? It's, um... I thought it was Tasso. I could be wrong. Um, but where he's, like, laying down, and then they, they put the uh, their fingers in his head, and they start, like, oh, pulling him. That's and then the you, other guy. And then you hear... Guy. Is it? Yeah. Okay. He oh, you're right. Right, 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 right. Gets his head ripped off. That okay, that's what that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Where they start to pull his head off and then you hear the, vo- the he's screaming cords. and you hear his vocal cord. Yeah, <laughs> oh it's oh, so man. good. That's like the best kill in that whole movie. That was good. I yeah. really like that one too. Yeah. But like that whole for not seeing a lot of 
gore and shit in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Oh, it kicks. The gore. last 20 minutes. Oh my god, it's like nothing but gore. Fucking non-stop violence. Yeah. And even the one zombie, like, takes his fingers and just bites Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Like, oh, yeah. God, yeah, amazing. it's great. Um, I also love, um, the blood and I mean, okay, we both love Dawn. The blood in Dawn isn't fantastic. We, we can all admit... It, it's paint. It, it's it paint, like paint, right. Um... But the blood and day is fantastic. Well, it's funny because in the uh, documentary for Savini, they talk about that. And I forget whose house they stop off at. But he literally gives them the formula to make actual red blood. Right. And that's what they did in Friday the 13th. Right. To make it look. Because they go on, they're like, yeah, the blood in Dawn is like, it looks like paint. Right. It looks really shitty. Right. And then... I'm trying to think. Is it Dick one. Smith? Is that who Dick they... Smith. Okay, there yeah. Go. See, I just watched it, but now I'm like, <laughs> thinking about everything else. Right. They stop off and they're like, yeah, this is how you do blood. And then pretty much from there on out, oh, yeah, that's why fit. it looks like incredibly real. Right. Yeah. And it's, oh, man. It's such a step up. I love, like, Don's my favorite right. movie, but the effects in Day are just... Oh, yeah, they're great. Like, Dr. Tongue walking up to the screen and just his jaws on. You <laughs> see his, like, tongue flapping around. Yeah. It was, oh my god. And that's, I think that was like, that was, that was 85, so that must have been when Nicotero and everybody kind of... Yeah, that's when they, yeah, well. yeah. Because you see, I, like, even the home video shit they shoot, I love when they do that. Like, I'm pretty sure they just know to do it when they're doing it, but yeah. like, to have it still around... Oh, for sure, that's, years yeah. Later, to, and then we get to watch it, I'm like, yeah, it's oh, pretty man, great. It's so cool. Yeah. Just seeing all the behind the scenes stuff, it's... Right. Um, and there is one story. Um, so, uh, Savini always says that, um, uh, if you can get the real thing, then get the real thing. Um, so all the intestines and stuff for Dawn and Day are all real yeah. animal intestines and stuff. Um, but the story for Day of the Dead goes <laughs> that, um, they had to take a break for Thanksgiving and, uh, they stored all the guts in a freezer, and when they were leaving for the break, somebody unplugged the freezer. And uh, obviously, when they got back to work on the Monday or Tuesday or whatever it was after that, um, the whole place stunk of rotten animal intestines. And they didn't have the time to go and get more, and so they had to use the rotten animal intestines for the part where Joe Pilato is being torn apart. So what they did, so he, uh, Joe was, um, his character was laying on the ground, but he was, like, beneath the floor, um, like, the bottom half of his body was, and they just built a torso and legs and stuff. And then um, the zombies were able to just come over and fully, like, rip open the torso. And then all of those people had to put um, uh, cotton, yeah, Vaseline in their nose. All by their nose so they didn't have to smell that rotten shit. Yeah, and they were all gagging and wanting to vomit. Because they had to take the... As a zombie, you had to put that shit, if not in your mouth, then very, very, very close yeah. to your mouth. And, yeah, I couldn't even imagine the stench. Well, it's funny, like, <laughs> even with all that stuff in their nose and, like, right above or right below their nostrils, mm -hmm. when you watch, like, the outtakes, Joe, like, immediately looks away. Oh, and, like, yeah. And, tries to just bury his face <laughs> elsewhere so he doesn't have to smell it. And then you just see, like, the zombies kind of, like, back up a bit. Oh, like, yeah. They're all ready to pass the out. most foul smell. Right. <laughs> it's like, ugh. <laughs> Kudos to you guys for dealing with it. Right. Um... Okay, so let's talk about... So, uh, Tom Savini was inspired when he went to see the movie called A Man of a Thousand Faces, which yeah. is about Lon Chaney Sr. Um, Lon Chaney Sr., of course, played Phantom of the Opera and Hunchback of Notre Dame and all this stuff. Um, he is as much a makeup artist as he is an actor because he would do all that makeup onto himself. Yeah. Um, Phantom of the Opera, definitely a very iconic makeup. Um, what do you think is the most iconic makeup? I don't know, it's hard because, like, I guess for different time sure. periods. So at the beginning, I'd say Phantom. Okay. And then I remember, like, when I first watched Creature of the Black Lagoon, I yeah. was like, holy fuck, that looks excellent. Right. And then as we got 
and further and further, like 70s and all that. Um, Dawn was a big one. Mm-hmm. And then probably, it's hard to choose, man. Like, there's so much. I think my favorite, my favorite thing ever I'm, is the thing from 82. Right. That is just, like, monsters and practical effects galore. And yeah. some of, like, to me, the greatest effects and work on screen. Because it's just absolute, like, it's crazy. Right, yeah. Just the amount that's in it. And oh, like for sure. The dog. It's pretty much, like, the first time you really see anything happen. And the dog's just, like, constantly mutating, changing, and fucking moving arms. And I was like, this is insane. Like, <laughs> right. this is crazy. Yeah. Um, I think that would be my my all-time favorite, I think. Right. Um, I think that, like, two of the most iconic, where if you just show, like, the makeup of, like, a character to somebody, um, for them, for whoever it is to be able to identify, um, I would have to go with uh, Boris Karloff's Frankenstein. If you show that to anybody, they would, I guarantee oh, you, yeah. show it to a child, show it to whoever, they know, oh, that's Frankenstein. And then the other one that I would say, for, like, the most iconic makeups... Um, would be Freddy Krueger. Oh yeah. Right, like you can't not, like. It's hard not to look at him and be like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, right, exactly. Like even if you don't know anything about the actual movies, like you still know Freddy Krueger, right? And you know that makeup, that sweater, that burned face, and you know it's uh, and and that actually kind kind of has kind of a fascinating story too because um, uh, the makeup effects person for that movie um he was at a pizza shop. And he was he was trying to come up with a design for Friday, and he just started like moving pepperonis and stuff on the pizza, and he's like, I "Got it," <laughs> you know, like it's that's pretty interesting. And then if you look at those original movies, he does look like he's got like a pizza face, right? The first one, yeah. It's like, and it's weird too, because even the sweater I think is different. Yeah, the sweater doesn't have red arms. Yeah, doesn't have the green arms exactly. And it's funny, he's supposed to be like this crazy burn victim, but then he goes to like cut his fingers off when he's talking to. Um, uh, Tina. Tina. Yeah. In the dream, and his hands like not burning. Yeah. All. You see all the hair on his hair. And the same with when he opens up his um his sweater, he doesn't have a burn oh, on yeah. it either. Yeah, it's just like a bare chest that he cuts open. But just his face. Got burned. <laughs> right. That's the only thing that got burned. In that right. Fire. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. It's yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. He's iconic. There's yeah. no way that you couldn't be able to. For sure. Um. I. I. I feel bad for um. Cause well, fuck it. Let's talk about werewolves now. Um. Rick Baker did the best oh. werewolf transformation in American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Um, if you've never seen American Werewolf in London, what the fuck are you doing with your yeah, life? It's... Like, yeah. um, but secondly, go watch that movie right now. Pause this podcast. Go watch and the movie watch it right now. Then come back, or at least the transformation scene. If you haven't yeah. seen the transformation from American Werewolf in London, you shouldn't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, it is the iconic. it is that is so iconic um but uh so rick baker did the best it's funny i'm not a huge fan of so i like um the bipedal uh werewolves more so than the four-legged werewolves yeah. um i'm more like a wolf man kind of howling type person yeah. opposed to american werewolf uh i mean like i love american werewolf but uh the actual creature itself i don't like the fact that he's on all fours yeah um to me kind of he just looks like a wolf it kind of takes away from the whole like it's a man and a wolf for me personally mm-hmm. um but then uh, rick baker he got hired to do um the 2010 remake of wolfman and they just went over all of his makeup with cg and they completely oh, no, ruined it good. and so much so that he's like fuck it i'm never doing this again so he quit <laughs> because like he's like why am i putting my heart and soul it was his childhood dream to work on wolfman and then they just fuck, they it, just up. fuck it up <laughs> fucking universal yeah and like but that's been such a big problem recently is like they hired these great makeup people to do makeup effects for movies and then they're like ah oh, fuck it let's cgi and the cgi looks terrible yeah it's like not even good. if it was like semi-decent there might be not too bad because then it would probably work way better together. right but when you can tell that somebody who's not supposed to look cartoon starts <laughs> looking cartoon right and it just takes fucking, you a, it's out the door for me cgi even if it's great cgi will never look as good as know. a practical the only time that this has ever worked where CG and and practical look as good is in Jurassic Park. 
Yeah. That CGI s- still looks better than CGI in Jurassic World. And it's a movie that came out freaking 26 years ago. Yeah. It's... 20, oh my god, 27 years ago, because now we're in 2020. <sighs> so old. Holy shit, balls. So old. Um... But yeah, like when that T Rex comes out, I, I don't I don't know what they did differently in that movie. But ninety three Jurassic Park mm-hmm. looks better than ninety seven special edition of Star Wars. Looks better than Phantom Menace. Like it, it looks better than Avengers. I don't understand how this works. You know, it's and then but it's great because the practical in that movie looks just as good as the CG, and CG looks just as good as the practical. It's the only time that ever works. Um, but like I I would take bad practical and still feel like i'm in the movie versus bad cgi oh yeah um an it's example still, it's something physically there still even right if it looks horrible right it's still it's right there because i on, it's on, on set exactly You're looking at it it's way easier to like act with and interact with. right and like I, f- I feel like i'm able to be more like the suspension of disbelief i'm more able to be like okay well this is in the movie then if it's a CGI, the CGI looks so out of place, <laughs> right? Like I, I don't understand why people are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, like you go back and like watch Gremlins, and then it's like, okay, maybe it doesn't look perfect, but they're there. Like in the context of the movie, like these people are really looking at these things yeah. there. You know, like maybe Gizmo doesn't move exactly how a real creature would, but he's there. You know, you can't deny that. It's obviously like I, for me, it's way more believable. Oh, for sure. I know CGI is supposed to be like no, that's it's there, but it's not sure really the movements might be better, but yeah. I but I don't. It doesn't. You can tell your eye looks at it and it goes, "That's CG." Like right. it, it just instantly recognizes it as something not being real, yeah, it's, right? It's yeah, it's. There's even like I think that's what my big problem with the prequel or whatever the hell it is for the thing. I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah. Like. Because they shot it with practical effects. It was done in practical effects and then got fucking right. trash canned. And I'm right. Like, why? So why would you spend that time and money to hire really good special effects artists yeah. and then just go over their work? I, I like kind of hope like one day they'll see release maybe if it like yeah, could, but I highly doubt that they'll ever do that. I think that if there were enough fans of that movie, maybe they yeah. would be able to like do like a special edition of it. But I think that really fucked it over though too. Oh, it did for sure because everyone said like when like when you think about the ori- well not the original but the eighty two version of the thing, you think about the effects. It's impossible not to think about the effects. Um, so when they announce it in 2010, 2011 that they're going to come out with it, everyone's like, well, fuck, it's going to be CGI. I don't want to fucking see it. And then so they don't go see it because they know that it's going to be CGI. And then you see in the trailers, it's like, oh, well, it is CGI, right? So it's like, why would I want to go? And there was even like a video released or something with some of the practical yep. uh, work done. I'm like, man. Like, and it looks good. Would, I, it looks good. I, I don't understand. now if it had right. all its practical effects in but right. with the CGI, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> right, it's the same as the movie. Um, did you ever see uh, Mama? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a video of them like making like the like shadow puppet lady yeah. thing, and they're like they have like strings and shit, and they're making her walk like this. But then the movie is just CGI. No. It's like, <laughs> I swear to God, they do that to just drag you in. Yeah, or at least us fans. No, like, right. <laughs> more, like into the genre. Yeah, and then you go like I like the movie, but I'm like the CGI is. Right. Not the greatest. Right. Movie. Well, it's the same. It's the same as like, how does a movie like the original like Clash of the Titans like that still holds up? But then the one from like twenty twelve and nobody gives a fuck, right? Like, had it. I don't know. I I think that people don't give as much credit to, like practical <laughs> effects yeah. and even like model. Okay, so I was listening to a, a Quentin Tarantino interview and he's talking about um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which we both saw together, yeah. and um, that scene. Um, where uh, Brad Pitt's character, he's he's going to like a drive-in and he like pulls in. Those are miniature cars, you know, that's so, right? That's like, so cool. but like if you don't know that, you wouldn't You've ever just seen think a bunch of cars, right? Uh, right, like a drive-in. Theater. Exactly, but then like Quentin's like, no, like I want to have. It. He's like, I want to have miniatures in this movie because they found like where the screen would be and stuff and then so they had to like crop it out so they took like whatever size that would be and then they just made the models of that and stuff and yeah that's so cool though like i wish that more movies trusted miniatures and models and stuff you know um 
Yeah, but it, it's funny because um, even everyone shits on the Star Wars prequels for being full of CG, and granted they are full of CG, but um, Phantom Menace actually has more practical effects than the original Star Wars does. Isn't that interesting? But you don't, right? But you don't fucking think of that because you think of all the shitty CGI in it. But it actually has more practical effects than the original. So well, I remember seeing. I think it was maybe. I don't know. It was one of the other ones, four, five, or six, mm-hmm. when they did the special edition re-releases in the theater. Yeah. And me and my dad were like, "Yeah, let's let's go check it out." Right. And I remember seeing Han talking with Jabba. Oh my god! And I'm yeah. like, man, he looks like he went on a diet. Yeah. He looks so much. <laughs> right. He looks everything. nothing and then like. You see him in Return of the Jedi, and I'm like, look how big he yeah, is. Yeah, he There's looks. No way. It looks nothing like Jabba oh my does. God. Right, like it's, it's like a polished turd. That's what he looks like. Right. It's, oh, right. So <laughs> exactly. So right. Bad. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh, that ruined it for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so what other, like, special effects artists or, like, other movies with really good... Okay, so I'm pretty sure I sent you the video. I might have. For Sleepaway Camp? I don't think you did. Oh, I could I thought I did. Anyways, it's, like, near the end of the movie, uh, Mike Kellen, who's Mel, who plays, like, the, the head camp counselor, mm-hmm. owner guy, um, is standing out near the archery. Did I say that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways... He's standing there, and he sees whoever the killer is, and he's like, hey, I'm going to tell everybody, like, what you've done. Like, this is bullshit. You shouldn't have done it. And he gets an arrow through the neck. Right. There's no cuts. Right. There's no camera movement or anything, but you see the arrow go right through his neck. Right. And yeah, I'm I remember you telling me about mind that. Boggled right. I, I rented it on VHS from a mom and pop shop, and I'm watching it. I'm like, I've never seen this before, and I'm loving it. Right. <laughs> when that arrow goes through his neck, my mind is like, holy fuck. Right. There's no cuts. Like, how did they do that? Right. And I believe the special effects artist is Ed French. Okay. And I was, I'm so obsessed with that one because that is probably one of the effects that really made me go like, that is incredible. Like, how did they do that? (laughs) Because it's it's honestly like a straight shot. You see the arrow come through, go through his neck and that's it. Right. And I'm like, and I kept sitting there and I would, I would rewind it. I'm like, I remember rewinding it like a few times. Right. And I was so mind boggled. I'm like, how did they do that? Right. Like, it's so well. It's it's better than fucking half of the effects that are out now. <laughs> right. And you just see this arrow go directly through this guy's neck. It doesn't even look like a different color, like in Friday. Right. When uh, yeah, the Hitchhiker you, gets her neck cut. Yeah. She's like you brown can, neck you, now. I, like, I, I'm sure right. that on the VHS it looked better, but I don't... I don't <laughs> but yeah. Blu-ray yeah. when that everything's cleaned up. Yeah, you see it and it's like, okay, that's like two-tone skin and you know that's different. You don't see that with him. Right. And I'm like, that that just really, like, stuck with... It sticks with me now. Like, right. I just remember that. And it was when we were talking about, like, what we were going to do for this episode, mm-hmm. I immediately was like, that's when I have to bring <laughs> right. like, I have to bring that up. Right. And that, oh, fuck. That one is probably one of my favorites from, like, slashes and stuff. It was just... It's so simple, but it's so effective. Right. And, oh, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's one of my favorite ones. What about you? Um... Hmm. Um, I, I really actually, okay, so this, hmm, everyone always talks about how Evil Dead 2 is so much better than Evil Dead 1. No. I disagree. I like Evil Dead 1 better than Evil Dead 2. And everyone's, Greg Nicotero said that if the makeup in Evil Dead 1 was good, that that movie would be better than The Exorcist, which I don't really agree with necessarily, especially because I think that Evil Dead, especially the makeup in Evil Dead, is one of the best makeups because it just adds this whole other level of, like, grittiness to the movie. Yeah. Like... Even the stop motion stuff. Like, I love it. Dude, I always used Evil Dead as a friendship meter. (laughs) I'm not even exaggerating. Whenever I bring a new friend to my house, I'm like, we're watching Evil Dead. And if they're like, what the fuck, when the, when the stop motion happens, I'm like, we cannot be friends. <laughs> Anyone who's like, this is fucking awesome, I'm like, you and I, we're gonna be friends. Because that movie stops dead and just turns into a fucking stop motion thing. For like the last 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it went, oh my, when it, it's just complete chaos, and everything just starts melting, and, the and then it's just exploding everywhere, and it's just like, this is so great. Like sticks its tongue out. Yeah, and like, yeah, Whoa. no, I, dude, I love that movie so much, and like, 
even like even if it's technically a poorly made movie in as much as like you can see like um the straw of blood and stuff like when oh, they, yeah. when she turns her head and you just see it coming out <laughs> but it's like that only adds to how That's perfect about it. oh my I, god yeah i love it i love it too and like that makeup i honestly think is like some of the creepiest even though it's just like acrylic paint well even like the pencil in her in her leg yeah yeah, yeah. i was like i always <laughs> cringe at that because like oh I my god a pencil through my hand when i was younger oh, I was like, oh. yeah so when i see that yeah like, oh my god especially oh, yeah fuck. Yeah, that would hurt so bad, too. It's funny that you say the friendship thing, because there's a guy I used to work with, Mike. Um, I remember we were at work one night, and we were talking, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm really into horror. And he's like, yeah, I like horror, too. And I was right. like, oh, yeah, what are some of your favorites? He's like, oh, I really like The Evil Dead. And I was like, we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> you, said, you said the right shit, and we talked about it for like, like a half hour. Right. And I was like, man, this is so cool. I was like, I'm not, like... I knew I wasn't the only one, but when you find people oh. that, like, out in the wild, they're yeah. just like, yeah, I like that too. I'm like, man, that's yeah, so cool. Right. Like, it's so, oh, what's the word? It's satisfying to right. know that somebody, like, you and I like the exact same movie or, right. like, just things about it. And it's like, oh. So he's like, yeah, I like that movie. I was like, fucking A. Right. I'm so happy <laughs> right. about that. That's awesome. Oh, man. So, okay. Another one. And it's not anything particular, but... Um, demons. Okay. Lamberto Bava's Demons. Yep. From 85. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sergio Stivaletti. And I know that. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I remember. That one you know. <laughs> His work in that movie is fucking crazy. And I know it's not just him. There's a few other people. But sure. Like, I know he's one of the main right. effects artists. That movie is so good. Right. Like, it's fucking super gory and... Um, uh, Goretta Goretta uh, she puts the mask on and scratches her face and she becomes a demon and right. I mean like there's one part where her cheeks pulsating that looks kind of whatever but right. when she's like in full demon makeup I'm like oh man it's so bad yeah, yeah. and then the, her one friend because they're both I th- I'm pretty sure the hookers or something right like her friend changes on stage and I mean it's a prosthetic doll, you can see it, and like her mouth is all weird, and, right. and this tongue, this long ass tongue sticks out. But you like look down at her fingernails, and they all pop off, and like long claws. And I'm like, oh man, right. And the first kill that she gets, she grabs this old guy by the neck, and like both fingertips, like both hands that are her fingertips, go in the guy's neck, and you just see her rip it open, right? And, like, oh. <laughs> and just blood everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And it's just like shit like that. I was like, man, this is. Such, like, special effects have been around, well, makeup effects, been around for, like, so long, but to watch it gradually grow yeah. what it was. Well, um, even, hard. um, I forget if it was the original Wolfman or, or something else, but, um, where it would just be, um, like, they would just essentially, like, have Lon Chaney and just, like, sit there, and then they would add, slowly add, like, pieces of makeup, and then, like, essentially like stop motion to his face right they just dissolve it constantly (laughs) and then like when it's like the full makeup he gets up he's like oh like (laughs) i'm the wolfman now (laughs) but it's like to watch it go from like that to then american werewolf and howling and stuff like that right like that's that's got to be crazy um one makeup actually from a long time ago um the original um uh jekyll and hyde yeah when he's turning and like the like lights going like all over his face Mm -hmm. um He's actually wearing all of that makeup, but like the way that he did it, it was like the the light hits some of it, so it makes it look like he's turning because he's got like shadows under his eyes and stuff. But like it starts out super bright, so you don't see it, and then they start to slowly dim the light and stuff, and then you see the makeup kind of start to appear on it. So it, it's people had to be so much more creative than nowadays, where like if if they use practical effects now and they have like a strain they're like oh we'll just cgi it out later yeah. like it doesn't matter but like back then when you're just like well this is our shot to make this look as real as we can like, like tom savini says like it has to be like a magic trick you know like oh, that yeah. it, it it really does um especially uh in the documentary when he's he's talking about he was doing dracula on stage and he had like the guy disappear oh, yeah. on the stage and, and shit that's right that's so it. cool it was it was very well done. Like, going back to that, that's... Even the shit that he's talking about for plays and stuff, I'm yeah. like, man, what was the one? Death by something. Uh, oh, I forget. I, I know what you're talking about, death but... job or something like that. Like, I want to see that. Right. I want to see that play now. Right. And 
It's funny that you were talking about that, too. Um, in Halloween 4, they do the same kind of thing. Remember when uh, Brady is getting his yep. head caved yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, And you see his, At the, his left hand. Yeah, it's like... Up on his face. Yeah, and it's like moving the light, in the jaw and stuff. It looks stuff. like it's just crushing his jaw. Yeah. Like, Man, that's... That, that reminded me of that. Yeah, and then you just add, add the sound effects, right? Yeah. Of, like, the skull crushing and... Like, it's just lighting, and it, and they didn't, it costs nothing to do. No, exactly. And it's like, right. oh, fuck. I, I could, you could have told me, like, you spent, like, a thousand bucks on that <laughs> right. one. Right, yeah. Where yeah, it looks like oh, he's yeah, crushing the head. You. Yeah, exactly, right? But, holy fuck. Right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy what you do with, like, just lighting. Yeah. And going back to the Evil Dead for a second, um, Tom Sullivan. Yeah. He's, like... I think even him for Evil Dead was like ahead of a lot. Uh, even though they had yeah. like a lot of stop motion back then for the eighties and all that, his movie really sticks out to me with the stop motion. And yeah, I know it's like kind of really choppy, but again, that adds to it. Yeah, and apparently, like Bruce Campbell was even uncredited for special effects. Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. I'm pretty sure they all everybody did everything. Yeah, exactly. They all took every role, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's just like. It's crazy that lighting. Yeah, lighting can affect it, it in, in such a big way. A full advantage. <sighs> okay, now this one I'm really going to fuck up because I don't. <laughs> uh, Germano Natali. Okay. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> um, which did the effects for uh, Inferno. Okay. And I mean, there's some kills in that movie that I really like. And I think the one that, I, that sticks out the most, and it's not even a kill, it's like already there, is that dead body that's in the water. Right. When. I forget the actress's name goes underneath and swimming and it's like all the blue and red but I, I liked a lot of those I'm like I'm a huge Italian fan like I love the films and everything and yeah. I love all the American ones and all that stuff but right. I think just because like there must have been something different because like American ones are pretty violent but when you go watch like a, a Fulci film or like yeah, Angel, it's, it's like super crazy violent yeah like City of the Living Dead um this one guy gets a drill through the head and you right. just watch it drilling in his mouth yeah. and come out the other side I was like man that's fucking incredible right and it's like I don't know they're on like a whole nother level and right uh, it's uh, um, that shit like really surprised me I'm pretty sure it's from that movie, too. Um, but my aunt always... Because my dad, like I said before, used to be, like, a huge horror fan. And uh, he would bring home, like, just... Because he works at a video store. He'd just come home with VHS tapes of, like, horror. And, like, he'd come home with, like, a, um, a, a tub of ice cream. And he would literally cut a knife in the ice cream and gave one half to his sister. And then it took one half for himself. <laughs> his sister was, like, seven, like, eight. And he's like, we're going to watch, like, all these fucked up movies. And I'm pretty sure it's City of the Living Dead. But she used to always tell me that, like... The most scarring thing she'd ever seen in a movie was um, when the girl, like, she's sitting in the car, she, like, looks at the camera and starts bleeding blood, and then she starts, like, vomiting her insides and it's shit. Kind of like, <laughs> there's, like, a priest in that movie that kills himself and right. comes back. Right. And if you see him, it's almost like seeing um, Medusa. Like, okay. you don't turn to stone, but, like, your eyes bleed and yeah she's just like every fucking organ you can imagine yeah she just comes out of it and it's one part in the movie where you see all this stuff coming out but it almost sounds like she's kind of burping or something oh my god right guts coming out yeah yeah but i remember the first time i watched that too i was like this is fucking cool yeah the woman's just puking your guts and it's it's there's another movie kind of like that where it's, it's just like so crazy. I think it's House by the Cemetery. Um, there's one scene where uh, the monster's name is like Faust or okay. something like that. And he grabs the back of this girl's head and you just see him go like, like squeeze it. Right. And then just pretty much takes her fucking scalp off right. and brains just pop up. Right. Like, Man, yeah. <laughs> so good. Right. Like, oh my God. It's so fun. <laughs> there's a... Like Blob, the Blob oh, from 88. Yeah. That one's another really heavy on, like, if it's not a lot in it, it's heavy when it is in it. Like, right. the homeless guy. Um, when it just, like, pretty much consumes his whole body. Right. Or, no, his arm. Sorry, I'm thinking about the guy in the police station, I think, or the hospital. When it takes him over and he reaches out, mm-hmm. it's the girl's other boyfriend. Right. And it reaches out, and it's his whole face is like starting right. to melt, and his whole like his hand comes off right. when she pulls it. I was like, oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> like, I wish they still 
like, they I know movies, there's some like, movies that. like that. But they don't get like theatrical distribution. Like mm-hmm. it, those are the more indie titles and stuff, right? Yeah, and it's just like I would prefer that. I want that in my movies now. When yeah, I watch them. Right. And yeah, it is a lot more like indie stuff. Like even that movie um that's on Shutter. It's called Boar. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember there was another movie like it, and they did like a full animatronic prosthetic boar right and then i'm not i'm not kicking it just because like apparently all the practical effects in it are good right but the boar is cg and, oh, okay uh, because it's supposed to be mad like it's massive right and i'm like that doesn't hurt me or like get to me as much because i'm like all right well whatever there's still prosthetics in it but i right. would have loved to have seen a fully animatronic right board and like in, that would have been um, awesome what the fuck is the one called now Oh, Razorback. Oh, right. Right, right. 87, I think. That's like full blown, like animatronic. And it's like, oh my God. Right. So to have that film like nowadays, I was like, I kind of wish it was. (laughs) Right. But I understand to have like that size. Yeah. And then, but the kills in it are supposed to be good. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, Do you think that when they inevitably remake Jaws, they're going to CGI the shark? Yeah, they're going to CGI the shit out of it. Fuck. That's depressing. That is very depressing. Which actually, apparently, I told you, is coming to 4K. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're year. right. You're right. For its anniversary. Right. So I'm... What is Spielberg's, it, 45? I think so. Yeah, 75 to 2010. And Spielberg so. said, yeah. like, he's not going to touch it. He's not going <laughs> to with it. And I'm like, thank God. Because if he, he adds did, walkie-talkies in. <laughs> I hate that about you so much. Oh yeah, fucking Chief Brody just got a big walkie-talkie pointing oh at the shark. God, Talk, you son of a bitch. I remember, like, seeing E.T. And that's the thing, too. Like, I'll go off... We're a horror podcast. Right. But, I mean... We love movies, so though. Many, yeah, there's so <laughs> many films that have great practicals. Like, oh, e. for sure. Is, E.T.'s fucking great. It's incredible. Um, very good. Yeah. And I, to see them all, like, have these shitty walkie-talkies in their hand. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, violence against kids. It's like, no, they're not pointing it at the okay, kids. Okay, yeah, it's not, they don't point the gun in the kid's face. Know, and like, be like, an give alien. us your fucking alien. <laughs> like, that would have been an amazing turn to that <laughs> movie. It's like a fun, lighthearted shit. I don't know where the government's like, Give us your fucking alien, you piece of shit. Oh my god. That just, would be unreal. They turn the gun and start like blowing away Gertie. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? That would be insane. Oh my god. But yeah, there's... What's... Uh, summer school, I believe it's called. It's, um... Oh, where where these kids that. have summer school. <laughs> I forget the main actor's name, but there's these two guys, Dave and Chainsaw. And they're completely obsessed with horror movies. Like, they, they reference Chainsaw Massacre right. and other movies. I don't know if I know this. And there's a part in it where uh, the original uh, summer school teacher, he's like, they let him go because he's dicking around too much. Like, he's one of those fun teachers. Right. <laughs> so they get a substitute, or the principal comes in, I forget. And it looks like somebody went in there with a chainsaw and, like, knives and right. stabbed everybody. Right. Like, the one guy's got his guts out, right. the one guy's eyes hang out, and the girl's got a pencil through her hand right. and her eye. And I'm like, man, this is like a comedy family movie. And right. It's it, out of nowhere, it just turns it's super violent. Super violent in it. And I'm like, oh. Right. Even one more I'll bring up that's not horror, and then we'll get back to horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, Batman. Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Penguins, Penguin, yeah. Um, prosthetics and everything. I'm yeah. Like, man, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. And even some of the, the costumes and all that, that movie, are, I love. Right. It's, so good yeah um even um like talking about like makeup like i still think and people argue with me that the original planet of the apes movie hold like that makeup holds up and i know that everyone's like well it looks stupid it's like well fuck you it was like 60 years ago (laughs) like but like i (laughs) whatever people can argue with me but i honestly still think that those makeups look better than the um the tim burton yeah yeah well okay so Rick Baker did the makeup for Tim Burton's remake, but um, I don't know if they just didn't have the money to go back and record their dialogue for the ape actors because all the 
all the talking sounds like this. Oh, so, like yeah, every si- every yeah every single character, that's not so like. Mark Wahlberg's like, all right, we gotta go, and then they cut to like Helena Bonham Carter. She's like, before do we have to go, and it's like, fuck, no one thought to re-record your dialogue. Like, I don't yeah. understand, yeah. right? Like, I don't know. Um, some of some of the makeup in that movie is really good because it's very accurate to what apes actually mm-hmm. look like, but then others is just really bad, like absurdly bad, and it's like this looks better in '68. How does <laughs> how does this how look so bad? <laughs> Yeah, know. like the gorillas in that movie, fantastic. The orangutans look fantastic. The chimps look fucked up. <laughs> the Helena Bottom car. Okay, I'm gonna tell. Okay, her, her character in, in that movie is named Ari, and what, came out when I was like four or five. And um, I had never seen a picture of Michael Jackson before. And there was a trailer for Scary Movie 2, and Michael Jackson's... It's not actually Michael but, like, the, like, hood comes off, and it's, like, him, and he's got, like, the fucked up nose, and he's, like, totally white with the long hair and stuff, right? <laughs> and he's like, ooh! And then, as a kid, I was like, oh, it's Ari! And they're like, no, that's Michael Jackson. Oh. Like, that's how bad it fucking looks! <laughs> Helena Bottom Carter in Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes looks like Michael Jackson. That is. And it's pretty messed that's up. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh, another one uh, I really enjoy is David Cronenberg's um, Scanners. Yeah, oh, we can't talk about makeup without mentioning the head explosion yeah, like, at the beginning of Scanners. That guy that fucking, he's just sitting there and he's getting ready to be on like TV yeah. and his head just fucking just explodes. Oh, my, that that everywhere. As much as I love the head explosion in Dawn of the Dead... The one like, in Scanners is yeah. way superior. I think it's because it's slower. Yeah, that's... Right? Like, it's... Oh, oh my God, <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> and actually, because I'm fucking retarded right now, I watched Cronenberg's uh, The Fly oh, again. Wow, how did we not bring that up? I, first of all, Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. as Brundle, yeah. that's probably, like... His highest point is acting career. Oh yeah. When he when he first finds out like he's able to like, you know, he's so much stronger now, and he's yelling at Gina Davis, and he's like, it's not about you know. Penetration of the flesh and all this stuff. I'm like that monologue that yeah. he's doing. It totally just makes it for me because yeah, he's he's brilliant in that, and to watch him like, as he gets worse, his little. Like twitches and everything. Yeah. Like, he's he's an incredible actor. Oh, for and sure. That movie, the effects in that. Yeah. Are just oh. My yeah, God. they're so good. <laughs> I like when he's sitting there and he's talking to Gina Davis and he's like, yeah, you know, like I spliced with a fly and he's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on and he right. goes and like itches ear. Right. And his ear just falls. Off. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. This is the COVID. And then the puke, like yeah, just, like pukes on the donut. Right. And, oh, and then the final transformation, when Gina like is trying to push him away because she doesn't want to go in the telepod and fuse together, which right. is completely understandable. <laughs> right. She just like rips his bottom jaw off, <laughs> right. and then from that point on, it's just like it's full fucking force. Skin starts falling right. off. His his head gets bigger. Right. And it, oh man. It, yeah, it's that is a really good. And um. One of the timed uh, time shots they did was when he pukes on the guy's hand. Right. And you just see him shaking, and it just melts, and <laughs> right. then he does it to his ankle. I was like, man, I for- like, I don't know how I forgot, but right. it's so good. Right. The effects in that movie are incredible. I yeah. Oh, for sure. That's an- that's another one big for me. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any other ones? Um, none that I can think of off the top of my head right now. Um, I just... I, I do think that more people need to be aware of, like, how great the original, like, Universal Monsters makeup and stuff was. Oh, yeah. Like, if they you haven't seen money. those... Right. I love them. Love if them. you haven't seen those movies, go and watch them. Fuck that they came out in the 30s and 40s. Just... They're still... Fun. They're still good movies. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Um, and then those makeups are still good even for the... T- especially for the time. And they're still good today. And without those makeups, you don't get the progress to what we're at today. Oh, no. Right? Like... like what are they... What are they remaking now? Invisible Man. Oh, Invisible Man, yeah. I'm kind of, like, weary about <laughs> right. it. Right. I mean, 
the trailer isn't half bad. Yeah. But I'm sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm still waiting for there to be a proper Universal Monsters resurgence where people start giving a fuck about them again. But you have to have good movies first. You can't make your your dark universe without having a good movie to start to kick off the whole thing, right? Yes. Two other movies mm-hmm. I completely forgot about, yes. and I don't know how, <laughs> but uh, Screaming Mad George. I've never seen that. If you, that's the the artist. Oh, special effects artist. Her nerve. Uh, Society. <laughs> okay. From '89, and right. then Bride of Reanimator, which he oh, did both. Okay, sure, from. yeah, yeah, yeah. He is fucking nuts. Like, right. He's crazy, but he's so brilliant. Like, uh, Bride, the stop motion, that's really good. Yeah. Like, Jeffrey Combs makes this little creature out of like right. five fingers and an eyeball. Right. And the stop motion's really good and you see it come alive and all that, but really pays off in the end when they make the bride. Right. And then Jeffrey Combs is like, oh yeah, it's like, it's rejecting itself. Right. And you just see, uh, for the act- what's the actress name from Halloween 4, the blonde haired one? From 4? Yeah, she's uh, Brady's. Oh. Oh. Um. Can't remember her name now. Kath Kath Kathleen Kinmont. I think so. Yeah, and <laughs> oh, she yeah. like reaches in her chest and pulls the heart out, and then her body just kind of starts ripping and falling apart. Right. And I was like, man, that's insane. Right. That's absolutely really incredible. But the one big thing in society, have you ever seen it? No. Uh, I don't know if I should say it then. No, just say it. <laughs> okay. So there's just like, it's like it's very body horror. Okay. There's a lot of weird things in it. Um, there's one part where they're looking, like, the guy, Billy, is looking in the, sh- the bathroom, and her, his uh, sister's having a shower, but you see it through, like, that weird glass where you can't really tell, but right. something's up. Right. She's, like, half backwards, and her head's spun around. Okay. But the ending of that movie is fucking insane. It's, it's about a society, and it's called shunting, and it's, like, fucking 50 people in a room right and they're all melting together right and they're like it's very like sexual at times okay like rubbing the skin and everything right. and like um he calls his dad or stepdad a butthead all the time right. or something like that <laughs> and they lift up the sheets and his dad's head is like coming out of his ass right and i'm like this is insane <laughs> and he actually screaming mad george went on and directed um the giver okay which is an anime show from I don't know how long ago right. I made a movie and he did the effects in that it's got Mark Hamill in it oh he really he plays like a cop okay and the effects in that are pretty good like there's this metal ball that's in his forehead it like shoots lasers and shit it's really crazy right. but when they go to rip that out his whole body melts no. and it's like <laughs> such a cool melt right and, oh, actually Michael Berryman's in that oh really it's right. really good oh cool but yeah his stuff was really wild he did um I'm pretty sure it was Nightmare on Elm Street 3 or 4. Okay. Effects, I can't remember. I know Kevin Yeager did one. Yeah. And then, uh, I think... I think Kevin Yeager was 3. Okay, so... I think. I, I could be just fucked up. And, <laughs> but yeah. His stuff's really good as well. Right. And then, fucking... One, I got... I, another all coming to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank coming back to life. Yeah. That was... I always remember that one seemed like super real to me at right. times. Especially when he cuts his hand on the nail. Right. And I'm like, oh, I kind of cringe at the Yeah, because you know what that feels like. Hurt, yeah. <laughs> but that one was another really good one. Right. And even when... Uh, the second one when she comes back alive too. It's just like the whole bodysuit where it's all muscle and bones. Yeah. Man, it's... I just want them to make <laughs> movies like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Pro- it's never, it's never it. gonna happen, my friend. I'm sorry. I know. I know. It's yeah. So much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm out of movies. Do you have any more movies? No, I think that's about it for me. And I know I'm gonna. Oh yeah, we're gonna come up with I'm more. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, shit. Why didn't I talk about yeah. that? Yeah. I think we touched like some pretty good. Yeah. Pieces. Um. To our audience, if any of you want to let us know what your favorite special effects, like we, we want to start a dialogue between you guys on our Facebook page and stuff. So yeah. um, we'll post a, a picture and, you know, we'll say that the episode's up and we want to hear what uh, you guys have to say about your favorite makeup effects and effects artists and yeah. all that stuff. Like, yeah. like Because that's when it'll definitely come back to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, okay. So, uh 
yeah, that's that's it for this episode. Uh, hopefully the audio turned out okay. Um, if not, thanks for sticking with us with this one, and we'll have it fixed for next time. Yeah. Um, I have been your host, JT McCallum. And I'm Evan Dilworth. And have a spooky day. <laughs>